Welcome to the Modern Warrior Podcast. I am your host, Gavin Meenan, and this podcast is all about helping men to become unstuck in their lives and inspire and encourage them to move forward towards a life of strength, confidence, and inner fulfillment. So without further ado, here is today's episode. I hope you enjoy it. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Modern Warrior podcast. I am absolutely buzzing to have this next guest on the podcast with me, Thomas Daly, who has been on an inspirational journey. A man who has lost over 23 stone, yes, correct, 23 stone, and has been at the depths of despair and depression and is today a brand new man. And this story is going to offer so much hope and inspiration to any of you who are struggling at the moment, any of you who can't see a way out. Uh, there is hope and inspiration to be taken from from Thomas's story. So, uh, yeah, uh, let me introduce the man. So, Thomas, how are you? I'm well, Gav. I'm well. Thank you very much for having me, pal. You're very welcome, man. I'm I'm really excited to uh, to have you on this podcast and to hear your story and what an unbelievable story it is. Um, as I've mentioned to you, I've I've read about it on the newspaper article. I've seen the photos. I've seen the like where you were to to who you are now, and it's absolutely amazing to uh, to see that. And as I mentioned. Maybe the, there's more to the story than we know. You, you've touched on some of your biggest struggles as you went through that process. You had your your struggles, not just with your weight, but with your mental health as well. So there's a lot to it. And yeah, so where did it all begin for you? Like um, where, if you go right back to the beginning here in terms of where the struggles began, was there a certain point or was it an accumulation throughout the years, do you feel? No, I think I, I played football all my life. I was I played football my shut up I seen nearly all my life. I think I was I was naturally fit, but as I got older, then the pub used to come into it and then you used to have your few points and you'd have your boy to eat and then you'd meet with the lads and next of all it'd be a regular thing and then the football became second fiddle as we were getting old. We just kept kept drinking well I did. Mm-hmm. And it was always, I'll start tomorrow, I'll start tomorrow. But before I knew it, I was 22 stone, then I was 24 stone, then I was 26 stone. Before I knew it, it was out of control. It was out of my hands, didn't know what to do, didn't know how to cope. Just trying to run kids' football teams in Sheriff Street and Darndale. And, and I think when I think when I realised there was a big problem is, is when you're asking a child to run up and down a pitch and hit the cone, run back, and then and they're looking at you and saying, you're telling us to do this to get fit. And you and at this stage, I'll be 35, 36 stone. And, and and you can't even walk across the road and you're coming out to us for not doing this. I think that's when it hit home. And then you'd have the kids laughing and Joe, look at the state of this fella doing this and that. And it was that's what that's 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 what sort of got got me thinking. And and it's it's not easy like, it's not easy putting on the weight, but it's twice as hard getting rid of the weight as well. Do you know what I mean? But I just didn't care. It was always 
when you're out with people, you're the, you're the loud mouth and you, you have to be saying, well, they, they couldn't miss me and all. And I mean, highest number was 37 stone 10, but you always wanted to be the loud mouth and the joker. But when you went home and you were sitting down looking in the mirror, it was disgusting. Mm. It was absolutely horrible and there was no way back. And I didn't know what to do. And it was just, I think because of there, there was a, there is my inspiration. There is me, not just my wife, my soulmate. She's everything to me. She was there through day. Well, I don't know why she didn't run a thousand times away. I me, mean, I was like, I was in a bad, I was in a bad way. You're wobbling down the road, thirty-seven stone. You're trying to go to work. You can't work because you're not able to physically do anything. So everything was going against me, and I tried to do all these. Um, charity things, not because I was a good person or a, or I'm a, a this and that. It was just, I'm going to do this. It's going to keep me mind occupied because the more I, I didn't think about putting on the weight, I hadn't got the weight on. It's just when you sit down and you think about it, it's there and there's nothing you can do. And it was disgusting. Like I was in a 7XL, an 8XL. Like I, 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 don't, know how, I don't know how I'm still here. I, and that's being honest with you. I don't know how I'm still here. But I had a good network of people around me who never gave up, never stopped, always in my ear. And I'd be saying, I don't mind them. I'll do it tomorrow. They were always in my ear. Do this, Thomas, do this, there's lows for you. So, look, I, I, I think as like I must have been having a breakdown because I went and done the New York Marathon twice at 37 stone. So, and I came last in the fourth one. And it was, I came last with an ambulance behind me and guards. And it was, it was just, it was just horrific and coming into Central Park at the end after about 11 hours, 10 and a half, 11 hours and you're lying on the ground and excuse me, friends, with the snot stuck to me here, my nipples are bleeding, I have blisters on top of blisters and I cross the finish line and you have an American lady shouting, you've done it, you've done it, you've done it. She puts the medal around my neck and I just wanted to get away from me because I can't breathe or anything. She's telling me, I'm saying, how do I get out of the park? She says, it's three kilometres that way. And after doing the marathon at that way, and then I said to myself, how am I going to get out of here? But to do it, and then to do it again, and then obviously I, I tried to do Crow Patrick at 37 stone, and it was just a disaster. At one stage, I think they were nearly calling a helicopter for me to get me off it. It was that bad. It was just, I don't stupid things just to feel normal, if that makes sense, because I was so big, no one has expected me to do it. Um, I do it and it will just make me feel normal and give me an objective and a name to aim at will take my mind off my own issues which was the wrong thing to do yeah. where I should have been concentrating and concentrating on my issues mm. rather than trying to help other people should have helped myself before I helped them yeah. because there was only putting off me all the time and it was just horrible but with the friends I have and the family I have um, was just unbelievable everybody just never gave up on me I gave up I gave up loads of times Loads of times I gave up. I'd call and come home from the pub and help me friends and we'd have a great night. And I'd come home and I'd just sit in the dark and I just, I just, I said, I'm disgusting. I don't want to be here. What do my kids think about me? If, if, if the young lads on football are, are saying I can't walk across the road, what are they saying to me kids? How do they feel looking at their dad, a big, huge man and everything? So there was a lot of, there was a lot of dark times as I, I, I was, um, because they contemplate suicide, I actually had the rope in my hand a couple of times. I was in a bad place, and and and, and it's not because um, I didn't do it. I, I just I hadn't got the balls. I was afraid to do it. I, I was actually afraid. I was too afraid to do it. And the rope was there. Everything was there, and it's just it wasn't a good time where you'd be on your own and you'd be in your own world. How bad you are when you were around people. You had to be this big man or this loud voice that people thought oh, there's nothing wrong with him. 
And little did they know it was a big, big struggle. But we done Crow Patrick um 2018 and uh was it 2018, 2000 or 2015 we done Crow Patrick and all my friends said to me, Listen, Thomas, there's a place in England where you can go and get an operation. And we know you you, you haven't got a, it's it's a it's a cost and a good for you quid, twelve thousand euro. They said, we're going to pay for it. So they got together with me family, with Deirdre's family, all my friends, and they paid for the operation. Now, it was a routine operation that should have took in 2016, should have took an hour and 45 minutes, took nearly 11 and a half hours. When the, I think when the doctor, because I was 37 stone 10, I was at my heaviest. And I think when he when he sort of opened me up, he realised that I, my gut was strangling me bowel, my bowel was wrapped around the hernia. I think it's seven hernias, so... He was eight and a half hours trying to fix me before he even done the operation. So I was in a bad, bad place down. And then they were sending me out of hospital after two days, said, you are fine. My wife said to me, because she's dead by my bed. So she said, his face is yellow. So everything that could have went wrong, went wrong. The doctor came in and the surgeon came down. Within a half an hour later, I was getting an operation to save me life. I had sepsis. So after going through the 11 hour operation, two days later, I was getting the one to save me life. Then they transferred me to Bradford Hospital where I was in ICU for 65 days. Another four operations to save me life. Every two days they were saying, oh, he's going to be dead, he's going to be dead. Family coming over and everything. It was just, for me, I didn't realise because I was so sedated and I didn't know what was going on. For Deirdre and my kids and my family and my friends, they knew what was happening. More so Deirdre because she stayed at the end of the bed for 65 days with me. So that was a horrible time. And how she done that, I'll never be able to repair um, in anything. So that's, that's like as I said, Deirdre would be my soulmate, all my kids. It was just a horrible time. Just drugged up to the eyeballs, just tubes coming out of my neck everywhere. And it was just horrible. And but 65 later, so days later, I walked out of the hospital, which was mad. But Couple of weeks later, I was back in my clots of my lungs for another month at Mount, touch and go again. So it was, I went through, I went through the mill, but the operation was they said I'd lose about nine stone, nine and a half stone, between eight, nine and a half stone. But obviously, I got so sick and everything. And so far, I'm down 23, over 23 stone, and it's still, I'm still losing weight, which is scary, but. I think all the misleads and the misguides and how I really got really badly depressed is because I, every time I go for a checkup, I was they were bringing me in for an operation. I think in the last six months I've had four operations. I've had another two operations to save me life, which is which is absolutely horrible. Um, well, at this particular, these are th- th- this, uh, was that more recent? When was when was yes. Start? I've had um, um, November 2020, I went in for a routine operation. It's something about these, they say it'll take an hour and a half, took over 10 hours. They had to take away a bit of my bowel and everything was twisted. And then I went in and they let me out. I was in ICU again. They let me out a couple of weeks later, two weeks later, a big lump. I said, I thought I'd count. I didn't know what was going. They do another big operation. Then it happened again. They done another drainage job. But now at this particular time, it sounds an awful lot. You couldn't write this is like something now, Indiana Jones. Like it's, it's just all the. That's why I'd be petrified going to the hospital because every time I go, I'm on a table getting operated on, and it's just there's only so many toys. I put a head is not great. It's killing me. So they they're all dark. And I'm only over these last few operations now, but I have a good I have a good network where 
with family, friends, and I mean, which is which is brilliant. But I know I never, I never talk to anybody, because probably I'm a man, and it's all gets kept in. So I wouldn't talk to nobody, and then they just start reaching out to me, friends, and saying, "Listen, I'm not good, and this, I, 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 I don't want to be here. I'm miserable all the time. I'm angry. This is not good." Where after losing a lot of the weight. I should have been in a better place than what I was. Well, now I had another struggle. How do I, I had to change my whole life, my whole routine, everything. And, and I was in a bad place. But talking to people, mm-hmm. that's what helped me. Mm-hmm. Talking to people helped me. Now, obviously, with what's happening now with the COVID situation and everything, it's, it's people are, are, are people are just losing the will to, to do anything. To be told that you're not allowed to do something makes you want to do it. If that makes sense, mm-hmm. when you're not allowed to do something, you want to do it because t- how can they take that away from me? But everybody, I'd say, is, have, has their own struggles now with the things. I still have a lot of struggles myself. But what clears me and clears the head is I go out on a walk down by the coast, listen to the waves, up the beach, down the coast road, in through St. Dan's or around Kulak and Dandel. And just that hour or the hour and a half or even a half an hour, 20 minutes, even 20 minutes what just clears the head. You're out. You're normal. You're not sitting down thinking. And I think the more people think about it, well, the more I thought about it, the worse I became. My anxiety was heavy. My depression was heavy. And like I still have bad days. I lost my father six weeks ago. I don't, I don't think I'll ever get over that. Um, he was the only man that never really judged me. And uh, he just says it is what it is. He says, just do your best. Try and stay around a bit longer than you have. He says, regarding the weight, because they were all very worried about me weight. But I, I obviously feel a hundred times better than what I do now. Or I, I obviously feel now a hundred times better than what I do then. But it was simple things. It was just having a chat. So I'm not in a good place. Because you might think you're the martyr or the nice person. And you're sitting there talking to people and everybody hasn't got a worry in the world. It's when you go home, you're on your own, then it's dark and then it, then it hits you. Mm-hmm. Why am I here? What purpose have I got? Am I letting people down? And it's horrible. It's a horrible, horrible feeling. But for me to talk to people, I think that's what got me out of this mess I'm in. And when I'm thinking about, when I'm thinking bad thoughts, I just get up and go on a walk. And I don't know what it is. It just, yeah. I, I'm just free. I, I don't know if it makes sense. Let, let it, I let feel it free. You're letting go of those thoughts. Yeah. yeah. You're, you're leaving. Yeah, it. and it's just relieving. It's relieving a load of stress. And the faster you walk, the more stress you're born. And now and all, man. And now we'd be, we'd be going slow and everything. But then you're flying along. You're in another world. You're flying. Well, I'm going to try and get up here and get here. And if today I could walk from here to the shop, like, there could be a lot of people out there suffering with their weight. And I tried every diet in the world. But it, you will get through it. It will get through. If you go on your little walk, and, and, and the problem is with me was, I was making time for everybody, bar me and me family. And that was the problem. So we take an hour and an hour and a half of every day, and that's my time. So I can go out, do me walk, mm-hmm. do this, spend a bit of time with Deirdre and the kids. And it makes me feel better. Mm-hmm. And I'm a better person for it. And I've no anxiety and I've no stress. Where yeah. if I'm locked up all the time in the house, you're arguing, you're fighting. And I've been like that. And fighting and arguing because it's like they've took everything away. But they've People have their own reasons or what they have to do over it. It's mm-hmm. it isn't it is what it is. We just have to get on with it. Yeah, of course. But it's a lot easier if you have someone there to talk to and reach out and there's services out there to help them. Where I never used the services and I never, never 
out in public tell anybody how I was feeling and all. But sometimes, sometimes it helped me. It really, really helped me. I yeah. say to the kids every day, how are you feeling? You okay at school? Okay, is anyone doing? Every day I say, don't be afraid. Always come to me, no matter what, no matter what. Say to the kids in Sheriff Street there, I'm coaching. Listen, if you have any problems, and do this, do that. And it and it helps. And everyone, every believe it or not, you'd be surprised when you think there's nobody there for you. There's loads of people there for you. And that's the problem. You might think there's no one there. Yeah. But if you tell one person and then they tell another person in confidential, mm-hmm. and people get out around you, okay, do you want to go on a walk? And like since my father died, I've been going out on strolls and people are ringing me every day. Do you fancy going on a walk, Thomas? How's the head? How's every day I'm getting phone calls? Because I, I never kept it in. I spoke to them and told them how I was feeling. Mm-hmm. So they're onto me all the time. All the time, yeah. just checking up on me to see how I am. Do you fancy doing this? Do you fancy doing that? So I'm Excellent. feeling good, but yeah, at, at this particular at this particular time, I probably health wise, health wise now, and saying this, I probably something will happen to me next week. I'll have to get another late operation. But what I'm saying is, at this particular time, I'm feeling good. I don't walk, but if I instance went to work yesterday, quarter to six, finished at. 12 o'clock, brought me gear with me, went down to the coast road, walked up and down the coast, uh, the coast up the wooden bridge, Dolly Mount, straight to the stop, the top, straight back down, back along the coast road. An hour and 50 minutes, 12 kilometers, oh, 12 and a half kilometers, which is brilliant. For me, it's brilliant because at one stage, it was taking me 32 minutes to do one kilometer when I was at my heaviest. Yeah. But you just walk on it. It's it's hard to explain, but if you have someone there that you can talk, even if you haven't, there's always someone there. There's phone lines and everything there to help. And I was really at rock bottom. So the only place for me was either do what I had to do or just get me whole head sorted out. Mm-hmm. And if you have someone there, you might think you have someone there. And and, I, and luckily for me, I had a good support of net, a network of friends and family that have been there. I've been very, very hard to live with. Very, very hard to live with when I was a big man. I'll do it tomorrow. I don't care. I think now, for me, the big pluses for me is I can go out and I can involve myself in the kids' training instead of standing holding on to a rain and not being able to breathe. I can do the training with them, which is a big thing. So I can push. Now I know they're only nine, ten, eleven, and twelve, but they don't stop running. But I can, I can, I can, I can re- relate to that. Can do that with them. Um, I, I'm not, a, I'm not embarrassed now to go out. With, um, maybe embarrassed is a hard word. Well, no, because I was embarrassed to go anywhere. I used to go home from work. I used to go upstairs, watch the telly. Um, have a big dinner, get a big takeaway, have more food. It was horrible. It was disgusting. I just used to lock myself in a room and it was disgusting when I think about it. But that's because that's how I tried to deal it. But instead of dealing with it, it was pushing me and pushing me back into prison. So the first thing i done was when I was there and I had the operation, I was, was I took the television out of the room. So I had no reason to go up to the room, to lie in the bed, to watch the telly. So we so you know, tell, yeah. you're probably one of the very few people in the country that has no telly in the room. So it's, 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 it's little things like that changing, that got changing, me out of the changing bus. Your, uh, changing your environment is very important. You know, setting up your environment for success because those were the those were the tempting devices, you know, that the TV was in the room, so you had a reason to go to the room and, and relax and lie down, and that would... Uh, that that would bring its own problems and issues. Whereas if you remove the TV, then you're almost removing the issues and problems associated with what that environment in itself. But it's also... For yourself, as you mentioned, 
the environment of of your friends and family like the people you surround yourself with was super super important and and but in saying that you had to make the decision to to make a change uh i like i know that your friends and family as you said were always there for you but you weren't there for yourself to a certain extent you were almost uh as you mentioned giving yourself to others and not giving to your not not giving back to you and completely neglected yourself and perhaps there was a there was a, an element of denial there too that that things weren't as bad as as you wanted to believe until perhaps um you know that the pain you get to the point where the pain is is all too much and and you have a decision to make and in fairness you got to that very painful point several times like with a rope in your hand like you're in a pretty bad place so um and i know that you mentioned that like a comment from a kid was perhaps the tipping point for you but like what was what was that like for you in terms of you know the next step forward like i mean you had i like i believe the comment from the kid was perhaps the 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 straw that brought the camels back to a certain extent that that was like the, you needed to hear that that was the, the final push you needed but there was as, as i said a lot of experiences before that that were just pushing you towards making this change so in terms of the first step that was the first step like an immediate cry for help or what did you do from that point um, i know that you've also mentioned that um you know you, you did those marathons and all that but that was again before you you took on this this massive change as well um and it's amazing that you've done those you did the new york marathon twice at uh i think once was at your heaviest weight and for me it's like i mean were you in denial just, of how, how bad yeah i, I wasn't annoyed i just I just wanted to do these things to make me feel normal. Where me looking at, because I'm walking around and I can't see the way till I look in the mirror. So I'm just feeling normal. But I'm, everyone is looking at me and staring at me how big I am. So I, I tried to, I also cycled around Ireland. I done um, a, a cycle from Mizzenhead to Mallinhead. It took seven days. I used to have to go out. They, used to, they had to build me a special bike for it. I used to go out two and a half hours before everybody else cycled with my own recruit, or with my own um, support mm-hmm. group. And I used to finish two and a half hours after everyone. It was horrific. Seven days cycling from the back end of Cork to the furthest part of Donegal. And just to feel normal. Yeah. Just to say, if I can do that, I'll be, I'll be grand. But that was that was just delaying, delaying everything for me. That yeah. was just... Again, worrying about other people. I think when people take into what I I think it was when I realized that I have to do this for myself before I can help other people, like my family and everything. So there's no point in me helping them if I'm not helping myself and falling worse into depression. That's yeah. the sort of thing. And I know it sounds strange and a child doing this and saying, listen, he can't run and he's trying to train us to stay in him. And that was probably the hardest thing I ever heard in my life. And I'm looking at the little the little young man, I want to give him a boom in the air, but he was right. He was right. He was saying, You're telling us to do this and you won't do it yourself. I took care of it. I think when he said it, you can't even do this. What I took care of it was, He's telling us to do something that he can't do. How dare he? Something that's what I took care of. So I said, That young man's right. Yeah. Should, don't be prepared to ask someone to do something that you're not willing to do yourself. Mm-hmm. And that was, that was the big torn. And, 
And then when I was telling my friends and all, I'm not happy with my weight. And we started talking. We did. They said, let's get this. We, we'll try and get you the operation. You lose a bit of weight, a lot of hard work. But the operation was, that, uh, what, what was the what was the initial operation? I went in for the uh, for the gastric slave. And they said I'd lose nine and a half stone. They didn't want to do the operation. He says, you're a big, big man. He says, we don't want to touch you. But when because, I was on the table, he opened. Because of uh, health implications or that yeah, they, too, too big of a procedure? or they, they, No, it's just, an, it's just a routine operation. But when you're 37 stone, 37, 10, 37, 10 I was, and they're, and they're opening you up. They don't know what they're going to find. And when they opened me up, boy, God, they found a lot of things. that was It was just horrible. It was just... And that's why I think I've had the problems now because I've lost so much weight that everything was squashed up and so I mean that's why they take a bit of me bowel away and everything away. And I'm lucky I'm not on the bag and I'm lucky I've been, I've been I think I have nine lives. I don't know how. Like I've had at least eleven or twelve operations, seven or eight in to save me life. But it's just it's just not me time. Mm-hmm. I'm just here, and and I'm a great believer in that. I, I, it's just not me time. Um, not not at this particular time. So I just keep marching on now. And it's just going forward for me is mm-hmm. it's just enjoying life now because yeah. I was I was so down for years, so heavy and everything. And now like I can like I think I was 19 or I think I was 22 years of age when I could run 5k playing football the last time. I'm 47 now, nearly 47. And I can nearly do seven, eight, nine running, like which is, and that's a massive. Now it's not running a very fast, but yeah, uh, yeah. just getting it done, and it's given me. And I'm getting coming home with a boost. I'm in good form, and and everyone's a good. How was your day? And I think that's a big thing. Yeah, the the, the 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 big thing that you're touching on there is putting yourself first before other people, and if that's something that many many men especially are are guilty of because they feel like they need to provide the family, they need to put bread on the table, they need to. They've got all these duty and expectations placed upon themselves, or they feel like these duties and expectations are placed upon them from other people. So um, they're not showing up for themselves before they start showing up for others, and then they, their health and their well-being becomes neglected. And it is a matter of finding that. Uh, I mean, it doesn't have to be five hours a day. It'd be something simple as twenty minutes a day, just to check in with yourself, see how you're doing. Do something for yourself to, to fill up your own tank before you start pouring out your energy and time to other people. And that's something that uh, I have found myself extremely beneficial because I was that people pleaser all my life. And that led to many uh, difficult roles in my own life um, because I had neglected my own well-being and health as well. So I think that's something you've touched on several times in terms of your own journey. And you've just been, you know, you, even... Even when you're going out with your friends, you're putting on this front, and it's it's more of a front yeah. to to almost maybe somewhat protect yourself, but also at the same time to please them. You know, I don't want them carrying my load, or I don't want them uh, knowing my problems to a certain extent. You know, you feel like you feel like, you feel like you have this duty to be the strong, the strong, capable man, and you know, this is the front that we all put on. Whereas inside, you're completely breaking apart. I think. There's a true saying out there, it's okay not to be okay. And I think if people think that they're struggling, that they have a problem or an illness, they haven't. So talking, talking to somebody or talking to a professional or ringing the Samaritans, but talking in general and just letting it out there, it's the best thing. It was the best thing for me was talking. Obviously, the best thing for me was that little youngler telling me that you can, and it was so, he was so right. And I turned it around saying, 
this day the opener's right. I tell them I'm giving out to these because they're not doing a property. I can't even cross that road. I said, this is, he's so right. Was the wake-up so call? Then, that was the way. And then I just said to me, my friend, I cried an up crow party like in, in 2015. I said to the lads, I said, I says, I just want to jump off. I don't, I don't want to be here. He says, listen, you get yourself together. You have kids, dear, and all. We'll have none of that. That night, they all rang around each other. So listen, we're, we're going to get this, lose the weight. The only thing we know how to do. But we're here for you. Yeah. And for someone to say they're there for you and let them know they're there for you is, is amazing. That's it's amazing for me because to, for the lads to just say, listen, we're all human. We all have bad days. But get up. Yeah. Don't feel sorry for yourself. Get up and get mm-hmm. on with it. Wake up as you mean to go on. Yeah. But don't put yourself down. If you feel like you're going to do something, you're hurting yourself, mm-hmm. but you're hurting everybody around you. Mm-hmm. Speak. Talk to somebody is the greatest thing ever, is talking yeah. to somebody. And, and, and releasing all that bad stuff out of you and breaking down and crying could be the best thing you can do. You'll feel, if you get it off your chest, and that's what happened. When I got it off my chest, it was like, it's like I'm after losing so much weight now, but it was like I lost 10 stone. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what it was just just everything went clear, everything went due. I had an objective. I wanted to be a better person because I wasn't a better person. I was making everyone's life miserable. Not just me own that wanted to be here. People that loved me, I was putting them down. I didn't want to be here. You just don't care. Look at this. Just, and that was the big thing. You just don't care. Where they did care so much. Do you know what I mean? And that was self, that was a hard self, thing. Self, that was that was self-pity and uh again, just not taking ownership of your own. Of your own life and your own circumstance. Yeah, I think I think that was the big thing. So when when you get out and you're talking to people and and, and you just talk, I just I just believe, I just think talking to people is the biggest help. And obviously, exercise. I just you have to talk. If you don't talk to somebody, you're bottling her up. Yeah. And if you're bottling her up, you're going to end up doing something stupid. You're going it's going to be a cry for help. And you're going to think if I do it, someone will come in and stop me. And that's what ninety nine percent of people think. But that's not the case. That's not the case because if nobody knows that you're not well inside or you're going through troubles and you're having a bad time, they can't help you. But was if that, you just take, was that was that something you, that you was that something you were thinking when you were sitting there with a rope in your hand that somebody would come and save you? Was it a cry for help? Do you feel? I think more or less. I always said there if I do it, if if I ring somebody and say this thing and, and they come home quicker, but it doesn't. It was more like a cry for help, but. I was so bad that sometimes I was blank and I just didn't know. And because it was so heavy, I was saying to myself, and this is the truth, if I put it around my neck and I put it up here, that might snap. It might hold me. So there was a lot of things going around in my head. But when you, but if you talk to somebody, it relieves everything off you. You feel like, yeah. whoa, like it's just, yeah, it's just like you just feel so much lighter and you feel good. And if someone can relate, say, listen, it's okay not to be okay. Come here. Let's go on a ramble. Let's go. People might be physically able to do exercises. Mm-hmm. So there might be something else you can do. You can have a game of cards with somebody. Mm-hmm. It's it's just yeah. small little things. interaction, isn't small. it? Yeah, yeah. And it's uh, I think uh, you know the there's this. You often hear that that the man up, you know, man up and get on with it. Um, you know, this this is often a a statement that um often yeah, that's not warps a good thing. people. I no, I don't believe, and it's I think it's you know, man up by speaking up should be included yes. in in that statement because 
yeah, sometimes, yeah, okay, maybe you are the strong man, maybe you are very capable, maybe you are confident, but that doesn't mean you have your moments of weakness or your, your moments of depression, your moments of anxiety. You're only fucking human at the end of the day. You're going to have bad days. Life is going to push you back and you're going to be challenged. And sometimes the challenges but I think that's the are, thing. That's the thing. You, can't, you can't do it on your own, like, you know. Yeah, like you're bang on. Yeah, that's the that's you're bang on there. Life is going to push you back, but it's how you react to life pushing you back makes you a bigger and better and positive person. Yeah. So if you get pushed back and you just give up, and it's very easy to give up because nobody knows the depths what people are going through, mm -hmm. but you have to try and reach out and grab it and get someone to talk to you. And if other people would have other methods, but if you're pushed back. Push yourself forward. Keep pushing on because, as you said, life is a struggle. The whole of life is a struggle. When you're young, as you often say, when you're young, a skill is the best age of your life. You can't say that to a child because they, they don't want to be in skill. Yeah. But they are because you have no worries. Everything is done for you. It's as you get older in the bigger world is where the depression sets in, where you have responsibilities and you can't cope. It's how you deal with them makes you a better person. And, yes. and that's what I've learned going forward. But the most important thing is to talk to people. Yeah. It's really to talk. Yeah. Because there's no point in doing something and then no one say, I didn't really know. Because if people know, they help you. Yeah, of course. They will help you. People will go go out of their way to make sure that you're okay because that's the way society is there is a lot of people that will go out of their way to make sure you're okay but if they don't know what's going on yeah but again they yeah. Won't have it, it. It, although they're there for you it's your responsibility to to, to actually reach out and, and ask for that help like, yeah. I mean, as you mentioned if you keep it all to yourself um, you're not really taking responsibility for your problems or your issues you're expecting that somebody else is going to come knocking on the, on the door and 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 save save you, or someone else coming come knocking on the door and ask, "Are you okay?" and 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 is going to identify your your problems. It's like no, like nobody can read your mind. You were so good on putting putting on a front all those years, uh, while while behind the scenes you were breaking apart. So nobody really knew what was going on within you until, as I said, you had the courage. To speak up about it, and I think that's what's needed is is the actual courage to to own up to your problems and say, okay, you know what, I am struggling here, and I can't do this on my own. I do need help, and uh, that's that that is a sign of strength, not a sign of weakness. And I think it's often misinterpreted that asking for help is is something that's that's weak, and um, that that makes you soft, that that makes you feel incapable, but. It's it's perhaps one of the strongest moves you'll ever make, and you're a testament to to that to that statement to that to that move because it's made you perhaps the man you are today. You know, just by actually reaching out and make, and and being strong and owning up to the problems and and asking for help. Yeah, no, I agree a hundred percent. And 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 going forward, people might say, "I've not talked," and that's the hard, the hardest thing in life is just to let your emotions out, let your feelings out. It's the hardest thing. And once you do, once you once you're able to let it out, that alone is fifty percent stress gone. Mm -hmm. That's a big burden off your mind, and then you just get out and you just do something you like. You might like fishing. You might want to say this. I've never done fishing. You might want to sit down. On a thing, go fishing for five hours, catch absolutely nothing, but just to be there, yeah, just yeah. to throw the fish around you. I just, people love it. People yeah. love, I don't like it because you're sitting down doing it, but <laughs> people love it. Yeah. I see it here in the park and down, and there's a lot of people doing it. So it's yeah. it's 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 major, but there's there's loads of people knocking knocking at the door and all now. Yeah, that's <laughs> all right, all good, man. So no, man, uh, th Thomas, it's been an absolute pleasure. I think, yeah. Uh, 
the guys are going to take a lot out of this uh, conversation um, that's going to inspire and inspire them to move forward beyond their struggles. Is there anything that you want to uh, wrap up on, on on the conversation? Like, what's your goals now going forward? Like, what is uh, what's ahead for you in your life? Well, at this particular time, I'm in. I'm on the stage where you'd say four years ago I couldn't cross the road. Now I'm climbing bleeding mountains. So I don't believe now what's going on. Uh, I'd like to. I, I'd like to do the Dublin Marathon. I'd like to. Mm-hmm. I want to do this Karen Two Hill down in Kerry is a major thing for me to do. I want to do that. Epic line. Uh, I want to, I, I want the things that I've done when I've been so heavy and that I couldn't enjoy. Mm. I didn't enjoy anything that I've done. And I've like I've done two marathons or one for Temple Street in New York and one for autism, cycling around Ireland for autism. Done everything, but didn't enjoy any of it because it was so heavy and so much pain. So it was horrible. It was horrible. But now as I said, when I done the one for Mana last week, I enjoyed every single bit of it. It was just wow. Mm-hmm. And the one tomorrow now, I'd enjoy every bit of it. So I think I want to do everything I've done, do it again, but yeah, and enjoy it this as time a, instead as of as just a, as a new it. man. Yeah, as a new man and going forward, but involving the likes of the kids with me as well. Mm-hmm. Um, they want to do it, and when they want to do it, that makes it easier. They want to come up and do something with me, and and, and, and it's an adventure. And I've given them stickers. I'm 46 years of age, and I'm flying up here now. Come on, get your act together. Yeah, yeah. And it's good, man. It's it's good. Well, but yeah. at least I'm, I'm I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying doing it now. And you're anyway, you're, you're an inspiration for them now too. You know, the, from having over overcome all those struggles in your life, you're a massive inspiration to your own kids as well. And that's gonna that's gonna serve them in their life massively. So. Please, God, please, God. and ho- and hopefully if they, uh, uh, hopefully it doesn't happen. But we don't know who can happen. Hopefully if they have issues or struggles, that they won't be afraid to come and yeah, okay. to me and have a chat with me or their mother about it. But um, if if anybody wanted to re- call me directly that was struggling, I have no problem with your past. I'll be done. No, yeah. no where, problem where, whatsoever. Where where can people find you? Where's the best place to get you if if someone wanted to reach out and send you a message? On Facebook, just Thomas Daly on Facebook. You see me on Facebook, or if they uh, you have my number there, I, I have no problem whatsoever. Makes no odds to me if I can. As I said, if one person would take something out of it, mm-hmm. I'd be happy with that. Do you know what I mean? I'm not trying to say I'm the best in the world now because I'm far from it. I still have a lot of issues going forward. I think when you lose 23 stone, it's like you have a new life. And you have to adapt this new life from not being able to do anything to being having all this energy and not knowing what's going on. And yeah, it's it's another it's, that's another chapter that you have to get used to. But I'm actually enjoying it now. Of course, I am because I can do things now where I couldn't do anything. But there's different aspects for different. There's different rules for different there's rules. New, there's, new, there's new challenges now. Yeah, and 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 and, and the only way. I, I, going forward is to hit them head on yeah. is go at them head on and if it pushes your back well push yourself forward all the time and always when you get out of bed in the morning yeah it's a good day it's just, always a good and just day. one one final question like do you ever do you ever feel the fear of falling back to that point again you know to, to your dark days again do you ever feel the fear of putting on the weight again do you ever feel the fear of of, of uh, feeling like you you want to, you know, as I said, that that the depression will come in uh, so severely again. Is there is there an element of fear there that kind of drives you on as well, or maybe maybe more fear about the depression part would be the biggest fear for me. And, and because of what I'm putting on the weight and all now, 
I, I can deal with that as a person now. But maybe there's a pressure making you feel good and feeling bad. That's why if you're positive, everyone is positive around you. If you're negative, everyone is negative around you. Mm-hmm. So whatever's coming out of you, positivity, everyone yeah. is happy if it's negative. And that's what I look at now. Say, so if I'm going to be I'm in a bad mood here, I'm going to put everybody in bad mood. So snap out of it. Snap out of it. Be yeah. positive. Yeah. If you're positive, when everybody's positive, and then it's a good day. Yeah. But if you get out of bed in the morning and you're smiling and you say, today's going to be a good day. Well, I was changing bins this morning for Dublin City Council and I was laughing. I was changing the bins. I was putting them in the back of the truck and I was laughing because I, I, I tried to do them a little quicker each time. You know what I mean? I don't yeah, know yeah, what yeah. it is. So, and I say, I'm fine through this. This is good. Great stuff, but man. Yeah, no, uh, yeah like the... the, the, the uh... Like positivity, it's it's a skill that needs to be developed as well. It's not a matter of um, like that that you're that you're always gonna be positive every single day. Like you're you're gonna have negative thoughts. Where like or or our mechanism is is set on on a on a ne- negative default. So we're always like striving towards negativity. We're always driven by negativity. So it's um it's how we deal. It's how we deal. It's the big yeah, thing it's, where, it's where, where strategies and tools yeah to, to be able to navigate beyond the, the negativity but also like on that point as well like if you are if you are struggling with consistent negative thoughts is to maybe question why they're there in the first place what's going on like where is that thought coming exactly from? is that coming from an issue that i didn't deal with 20 years ago is that coming from a problem with this person last week so you know ask the questions too instead of ignoring it um, because as I've mentioned before the more you ignore the pain the more it increases your pain as well sometimes well not sometimes but always I can tell you that it comes back louder um the more you always is, and it comes back worse but if you if you if you if you apply yourself and support yourself around the good people yeah always good people if you're with negative people all the time you're going to be very negative and for a while that I was like that it was always finding something wrong with something now the, today as we move forward there's good people around me all the time because mm-hmm. i've and that's the hardest thing is to get out of one rule and start a new one yeah because if you're if you're so used to being around people all the time and i'm not saying they're good or bad people but if you're if, if negativity gets in and you people show negative all the time gets you down and the more you get down you feel down and then you start getting depressed but if you if you take it you place your your yourself out of that situation and put it in a different situation with people that how are you doing how was your day great day instead of coming home oh what did you do today you don't know you done this or yeah. someone saying how was your day have a great day do you want to come with tea? do you want to do this you want to do something yeah that's the sort of people you need to be surrounding yourself with yeah. so when you're talking and you'll know yourself if, if you're feeling the pressure you talk to somebody mm-hmm. and they're listening and they're willing to help they're the people you need to be surrounding yourself as these as you said earlier on people say man up get over it don't be like that I believe they're not the people to be around. They're they're stereotypes people that are not there. They hold on. They don't feel well. Sit down. Come on here. Calm down. Are we with you in five minutes? I want to do this. And then you sit down and say, listen, I I want to give you Are you okay? What's making you feel like this? Mommy, go on a walk. Don't be bottling her up, pal. Let it out. Always let it out. Bottle her up. It gets 10 times worse, 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 worse. Well, that was just my issues. It builds up. Yeah, for sure. Well, Thomas, it's been an absolute pleasure, man. And uh, thank you for coming on to this podcast. As I said, it's going to inspire many men, many people out there to move forward in their lives. And uh, as I said, we'll be, we'll be keeping in touch anyway. And uh, enjoy that claim tomorrow. <laughs> I will. Watch the news at six o'clock. Yeah, keep me <laughs> right, my man. Thank you. Oh, yeah. God bless you. Soon. Yeah, bye.